inside. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit. Liftoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Monday, November 7th. It's David Gray and Bob Grauman. Happy to be with you. Doug McCary is out this week, as is Brad Sykes, and so... Bob and I are happy to be with you today. Bob and Taylor Johnson will be here tomorrow. We are glad to be back. It's going to be fun, David. I think uh, I'm here on Wednesday and and then maybe on Friday as well. So a uh, little smorgasbord, a little smorgasbord. Uh, this week. But, um, <laughs> Who better than us, right? That's right. We're about as smorgasbordy as you get. We're here to make Doug look good. That's what we... <laughs> anyway, we are glad you're listening uh, in whatever manner you are listening on uh, WMOX or WMER and... Meridian, Mississippi, WPMH, the Lighthouse in Chesapeake, Virginia, or locally here on WTRJ, The Truth, in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia. And also want to remind you, as we always do, that you can listen on the SWAT Radio app uh, or on SWATradio.com. And you can always hear past programs on SWATradio.com as well, um, as well as see James Grimm's uh, Written recaps of each program, which are always uh, accurate and entertaining. So if you want to give us a call as we're talking today, we're going to be continuing our, our time in Acts. We're going to be moving on to Acts chapter 18, verses 12 through 21, and uh, we will be getting into that shortly. But give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have any questions or comments as we get into the text. So. And Bob, I, I hate to start off with bad news, but a tough a tough football day for you yesterday. Tough football. For those of you that weren't here, I was pulling for the volunteers to beat Georgia. It didn't even show up. Talk about being outcoached, outplayed. Yep. I'm trying to convince myself that Georgia is actually that good. They are. And that Tennessee think, wasn't really that yeah, bad. But I think to they tell are. you I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> and then your Bills lost a tough. Oh, one. and then we were. I'm, I'm a Bills fan, also. It was really. I just didn't have a good football weekend. Yeah. But well, it happens. It happens. It, it was happens. great for the fan in general. I mean, it was a great football weekend yeah. overall. I mean, yeah. Yep. You know, tons, tons of great football all weekend. Bonding time, right, David? Time to be with your friends. Bonding and, time. You know, That's right. Smack talking and everything <laughs> else that goes with well, building friendships. I'm usually, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, and so I'm usually out watching the games uh, on Sunday afternoon by myself. I don't. I, I always joke that there I could have paid. Around, I could have paid for the NFL ticket a hundred times over with all the money I've spent over the years having. You know, going out and having lunch and everything on Sunday afternoon, but it—that was a tradition that I did with my boys when they were younger. And to your point, it was great bonding. And now it continues. <laughs> They're not there, but if you could see the text strings that go back and forth during the games, it's, well, we we would uh, really miss to, to mention all the all the Florida teams won. I they mean, did. Jags, oh, except Miami. The Florida State beat Miami, so the, somebody oh, somebody right. was going to lose in that. Well, game. those were yeah, but I'm thinking professionally. I mean, Miami, yep. the Dolphins won, the right. Bucks won. Yep. Well, it's hard to have Florida State playing Miami. I mean, I mean wait, Miami played um, in co- Miami. Yeah, Florida State. Miami in in college they played uh, Florida, Florida yeah, State. So right, but we couldn't have a, a total Florida win out. Yeah, I did catch the end of the Tampa game and saw Brady do his do thing. Do his thing. But uh, 
On the other hand, the Rams just went to that soft underneath, you know, prevent defense. And what's the old saying? Prevent defense prevents you from winning. Prevents you from winning. <laughs> All right. Well, we better get off football. We better get off football. <laughs> we know we Doug could, will uh, fire us. Turn this into uh, all football all the time. But anyway, a couple of things coming up here that we were talking a little bit about last week. Most notably, tomorrow being election day, and we just want to remind everybody what. You know, I, it probably goes without saying, but what an important mm-hmm. election this is. And um, to please get out and vote and, and to, to kind of do your homework and, and, and know. I, I, I admit, I've, there have been times in the past, especially when I was younger, where I didn't do enough homework before voting. And then I'm just kind of scrambling in there, and that's not a good feeling. So would encourage you to pray about things and, and do some homework and, 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 and get out and vote and, and also to pray that, Tomorrow would be a peaceful day, mm-hmm. that there wouldn't be violence, that there wouldn't be intimidation, that God would thwart any of that and would thwart anybody trying to cheat or, or you know, we want to pray for a fair election. If we don't have fair elections, we might as well not have elections, right? So right, that's right. just want to encourage everybody to get out and vote. I know a lot of people probably have already early voted. Yeah, so. that's Seems to be the latest trend now to so just get out early and not get hung up on you know waiting till the final day. Right. I'm so, definitely a traditionalist, though. Well, I, I like, am too. I like I to vote too. on election day, and <laughs> there's something about that, isn't there? Yep. And hopefully, we'll 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 get some results. You know, we won't have to wait forever. It seems. I mean, they're they're sort of preparing us not to expect results tomorrow, just because there's so many. You know, mail-in votes. I think, is it true that they cannot count them until Election Day? Like, they can receive them, but I don't know if they can yeah. start counting them. So they You would think they would us. start counting them, right. But I don't, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they count them until Election Something night. about yeah. leaking or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, and I know uh, we talked about this on Friday, but uh, uh, Northeast Florida Great Banquet completed its women's uh, weekend yes. this weekend at Mandarin Presbyterian Church. I know you had family members. My wife was on the team, and uh, it's a nice seventy-two hour deep dive into Christianity. And it was about twenty plus ladies were guests, and uh, I'll tell you, transformed lives. It it transformed. David and I have participated in the men's version coming up, and it transforms the lives. Not only the guests, but the the members on the team. So no question about um, it. Yeah, my wife's life was changed, and she was on the team, and really excited to see God moving mm. in, in the wives of, of these ladies. And so it's a wonderful ministry, and like we said, it's one of those things where I'd love to sit here and give specifics about what happens on a weekend, but I know that. Uh, the idea is not to do that. It's so part that, of the experience. Yeah, yeah. so that folks, and, and not so that it's mysterious or to trick anybody, but but so that the folks who have not gone through, who are going to go through as guests, get, to your point, the full experience. And um, there's one thing in particular that I can think of that it, well, there's probably several things, but one in particular that if I knew about it in advance, it would have changed the experience for me. It was one of the most... Um, uh, incredible experiences I've ever impactful, had. Impactful, impactful. Uh, kind of a taste of you know heaven, or a little foreshadowing maybe yes, of what heaven's going to be like. Good way and, to say it. And uh, if I had known about that in advance, I probably wouldn't have been as impacted. So let's point. prompt our listeners to uh, 
begin their prayers for the men's weekend coming up the weekend before Thanksgiving. And if you're interested, you can contact, you know, through Doug and SWAT radio about the spring uh, weekends, which are usually in that April timeframe. There will be a, another weekend for women and for men. So we should put that to prayer and plant that seed now. Right, David? That's right. And the website is, um, it's Northeast Florida Great Banquet. Uh, so it's nefgb.com, yeah. right, is the website. And you can get uh, a lot of in- good information from that website, including how to register, how to sponsor, and get a little bit more uh, information on what the weekend is about. So anyway, Bob, we uh, like we were saying at the top of the broadcast, we have been in Acts chapter 18. Boy, Doug's been teaching through Acts for a long time. It's a long book, and there's so much there. And we are in Acts chapter 18, and last week we went through um, verses 1 through 11. Uh, And just by way of reminder, um, last week Paul's on his second missionary journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gospel is moving kind of inexorably westward (laughs) toward Rome um, as he he moves out of Jerusalem and, and, and kind of moves west toward Rome. And last week we saw that Paul was in Corinth in verses 1 through 11, and he was really discouraged and nervous because Corinth was such a an immoral place. It was place. not easy. Yeah, no. we, we don't want to. And I think a lot of people that are, you know, looking at the Bible and reading the Bible, uh, you know, the, the stories in the Bible are all connected. And so many times there's it's about God's intervention on people that were just getting it wrong. They were getting it. They didn't know another way. They maybe were applying it differently or confused. And so Paul is just getting beat up out there, and and it just continues. And we talked a lot about how God encouraged him yep. and found ways to let him know. So That's right. He encouraged him, and that's a good, good lead. And he encouraged him really through four main avenues, if you will. He encouraged him with divine appointments. Mm-hmm. We talked about him finding Aquila and Priscilla. And again, that that Claudius had kicked all the Jews out of Rome, and that's why Aquila and Priscilla were in Corinth. And we'll talk a little bit more about that this week, about how God flips the switch or turns the table so often uh, on Satan's plans. Um, God encouraged Paul, and he encourages us through divine affirmations. Uh, Silas and Timothy brought news about the growth of the Thessalonican church and support from Philippi and um and God also encouraged Paul through divine alternatives. Um, the fact that he was still producing fruit in Corinth. Doug, Doug used the phrase, Corinth was uh, Las Vegas on steroids, right? Or to Corinthianize would be, to, if someone was, a, was uh, Corinthianized, they had become immoral. It was not a good thing. No, it was not. So, And he brings him, uh, because the Jews reject things, he brings him Titius Justice and Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, become converts, and many others believed. We'll pick up uh, just with a little bit more in the way of review when we come back from our first break. We are going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Again, call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment, and um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Doug usually has an email address, ask at SWATradio.com, but I don't think you or I have access Access to that. that. So we're going to uh, (laughs) ask you to call if you have a question Uh, or a comment. Again, thanks for listening, and we will be back in just a minute after the break to continue in Acts. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Bob Grauman here with you live from Jacksonville, Florida. And... Is always very happy uh, that you're with us, and uh, I know I can speak for Bob when I say we are privileged and honored to be here. It is a privilege and honor. Absolutely. Glad to be with you, everybody. And, uh, you know, I didn't mention in our first segment, just wanted to mention one more thing before we get back to Acts. Um, Continue prayers for uh, Brad Sykes' grandson. Mm -hmm. His name is Graham. Uh, I didn't hear another update after Friday, but I'm hoping, you know, all the updates on Friday were positive. And hoping no news is good news. I think Brad and his wife uh, were on to visit their other daughter, so I'm assuming that's that a good sign. I'm assuming are, yeah, that <laughs> things are good with 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 Graham. So, uh, right before the break, we were just doing a brief review of Acts 18:1 to 11, where God uh, encourages Paul and us through. We talked about divine appointments, divine affirmations, and then we were on divine alternatives. Uh, in 1 through 11, that's where Paul kind of shakes his garment out after the Jews still won't accept his message and won't accept um, who Jesus is. And uh, in Paul, uh, Paul in verse 6 and 7 says, Your blood be on your own heads. I'm innocent. From now on, I'll go to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty powerful stuff. Pretty, pretty, but, pretty blunt. <laughs> and that must have been discouraging for him because we know Paul loved his countrymen. We know he loved the Jews. And, Can you uh, imagine the emotion he may have said that? Like, absolutely. Well, blood's on you. <laughs> absolutely. And um, that comes from Ezekiel uh, chapter 3, verses 16 to 21, where God is telling Ezekiel um, that he is the messenger uh, to the people he's speaking to. And if, if as long as he delivers the message, he's innocent if they don't accept it. But if he doesn't deliver the message, then... Their blood, you know, is potentially on his hands. Yeah. So Paul is taking encouragement from the scriptures from Ezekiel that he's done what God gave him to do. He, he, uh, and that's a good reminder for all of us yeah. that he did not call Paul to go and make converts. Right. He did not. He called him to go and share the good news. Right. 
And we have to remember that. Sometimes we get come up, you know, about what my job, my role is. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin, not me, not you. But we've got to bring that message and you know, to those who will see, to those who will hear. That's right. That's and right. and not to overthink it. Um, to honor God in the way we present the gospel and and trust him that he's gonna do with it on on the soil it may land. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. That takes the pressure off. It does. And it does. it that, really does. Yeah, and, and that we should just be faithful in, in our message uh and in our um the way we treat others and the way we we uh, give acts of kindness toward others and, and all of those things, and God will uh, will do what he will, to your point. And this is Paul who was with Christ. Right. You and I weren't, we weren't there. Yeah. You know, you think about, the talk about the pressure on us, you know, it's like, wait, I got to carry the message, I'm, you know, a couple thousand years later, yep. you know, no pressure, man, <laughs> bring, the, bring the heat, like, it's... Yeah. It's hard on us in this generation, this yeah. times and everything. And look at the struggles Paul had, and he was with the guy. Right. He was walking, right. and he was trained by the best, right? Right. And he still had that. Uh, he felt it. He feel, still got discouraged. He still sure. felt like, I'm not sure. I'm not doing good enough. Yeah. You know? Yep. I love uh, the way Acts begins, right? Luke writes, Theophilus, in my former book, I, I told you all that Jesus began mm-hmm. to do and teach, right? Because the plan all along was Jesus is continuing his work here in the birth of the church and the spreading of the gospel. He's just doing it by the Spirit through his people, right? But it's still him doing it. I always thought that was really cool that mm-hmm. Jesus Jesus' work didn't end when he went back to heaven. He's doing it through us. Um, but anyway, you know, when Paul was discouraged and down, I'm sure, about having to say that, to the Jews because they wouldn't listen to him. God brings him uh, titious justice, a worshiper of God, kind of reminds me of Peter and Cornelius, Mm -hmm. right? And then uh, Crispus, who was the ruler of the synagogue and his whole family believes, and that uh, Titius lived in the house next to the synagogue. And so they formed a home is church. That crazy? Yeah, God's it's got just a like sense God. of humor, doesn't just he? Like and a sense of irony, for sure. And the things we don't expect, the things like out of nowhere, like, what did you just do? Exactly. It's yeah. cr- oh, I love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. It should be inspiring. Like, And Doug's point about that particular divine alternatives teaching point was, you know, for us, where are we looking for encouragement? You know, are we looking to God's people? Are we mm-hmm. looking to God's word? Are we looking to God's work for us? Are we looking to God's sovereignty or are we trying to fix it all ourselves? And I'm guilty of the latter plenty of times. Me too, me too. um, But this is the reminder to look to God to bring us uh, these divine alternatives. And then lastly, God encouraged Paul. He encouraged Paul and he encourages us through his divine authority um, that, that Paul was encouraged by God's sovereignty, even in the midst of an incredibly wicked city, right? In verse nine, He says to Paul, and the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. And then in verse 10, for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. I mean, imagine the the pressure that must have taken off Paul Yeah, to have that assurance. And and I'll add to what I said earlier about Paul was with the guy and he's getting this don't be afraid, the divine authority. You and I, we've got to really work harder to grab onto that faith of that God is really with us. 
We don't have that luxury that we were with Price. We yeah. didn't get to see the guy. Yeah. We have to really dig deep to be encouraged in today's world. And I think that's what inspires me to do this program and things like this because we need to be more intentional than ever in today's times. And to remember, we weren't there. Yeah. We're going on on this word and the scriptures that I, I, I got to put my trust in these this word. And it was carried on the baton of the past and past and yeah. past to you and me, Dave. So we can sit here like this yep. and speak with the same passion and fire Paul could do that ain't easy. And for you guys, listen, everybody listen, this is not easy. Well, You're not it, alone. Was, and, was it Thomas that Jesus said to, you know, when Thomas doubted? Yeah. And Jesus said, well, blessed are you because you've seen. You believe because blessed you've seen. You. But blessed are those, even more blessed are those who believe when they don't see. That's I forgot you know? that scripture. That's a great. And, you know, that's so that speaks to us in our, that that, you know, we are, of course, even though we didn't see Jesus physically, we see all the work we do and, and we see God's handiwork and we see what Jesus has done in our life. And the biggest thing is we see the change in us. You know, it's not perfect. Like Doug always says, but we see a real change in our lives and only God can accomplish. And that's that. what ties into what you, you also said a few minutes ago about what are we looking for? Yeah. Are we looking for that change? Are we looking for God's intervention? Are we looking for all these divine affirmations, alternatives? Are we looking for that? Because that's what we have today. We don't have Christ. We have the outcomes of a transformed life, mm-hmm. the outcomes of a trial that we're going to get into that, aren't we, David? We're going to look in those outcomes of what we're experiencing as our version of God at work, God's reveal. Mm-hmm. I love the big reveal. When God reveals, I've been with you all that time, mm-hmm. that whole trial, that whole situation, that whole blessing, I was there and that's our version today yep. of seeing God in action. That's right. What Paul saw for me firsthand. We have our own version of firsthand. And I think we need to respect that and honor that. And, you know, maybe we're bringing that to the forefront today yeah. about looking for God's glory in this moment yeah. is what Paul experienced by being with Christ. Well, now we're going to move into the next section here in Acts 18, which is, chap- which is verses 12 to 21. And the overall heading here in this section is God is unstoppable when doing his work. And, Bob, why don't you mention the three kind of main points that we're going to go through in terms of God deepening our walk. So as, as David reads the Scripture, keep, keep your eyes and ears listening for allowing us to go through attacks and trials. That will be in the first couple of verses, 12 and 13, showing us that he is in control, verses 14 to 17, and thirdly, directing us where and when to serve him. Yeah. Uh, so those three points, keep your keep listening for that, David, as uh, everybody out there, as David reads the scripture. Yeah, and we'll be talking about these three points as we go through the week. So I'm going to read now 18 verses 12 to 21. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. 
And they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal, but Gallio paid no attention to any of this. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria, and with him Priscilla and Achilla. At Sencrea he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from Ephesus. May God bless the reading of his his word. word. Absolutely. So, you know, if nothing else, right, and we know it's way more than just a story, but it's a great story. Just the story of what's happening here is a great story. So so Paul gets this promise from God, right, in verses uh, 10 and 11, that he can stay, he can speak, he's not to be silent, that nobody's going to attack him or harm him. And then right after that, at least in the in the in the scripture here, he gets, he gets hauled in front of Gallio. Now, I, I think the difference is Paul could rest assured that God's promise about no physical attack would harm him, but it didn't mean he wasn't still going to have his struggles. I'm thinking he's human, right? Absolutely. And it, and I, I I jumped at the word united. There was a united attack. It was like I I don't know if this was like a, a rising of like. It wasn't one or two people uh, united. It's like they came after him. And this was organized. It was, yes, it was organized. And do not be afraid from that vision from the Lord and the word from the Lord. No one is going to attack or harm you. And then this happens. Like, are you serious? Exactly. I don't know what I would do. What would you do right now? I'm like, I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, we're going to get back into this when we come back from break, but God clearly uses these struggles to deepen our walk. Uh, Doug mentioned, you know, would you rather think about everything that Paul wrote in the New Testament, all the things he wrote. Could he have written all that if he didn't go through some serious stuff, some serious struggles, as opposed to, like Doug said, somebody spouting a health and welfare gospel or health and prosperity and wants to talk to you about a BMW, you know, not that there's anything wrong with a BMW, but... We are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news. Somebody just tuning in is going, he's talking about BMWs. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break for the news here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back. everyone, David Gray and Bob Grauman with you this afternoon on our live broadcast here on Monday, uh, November 7th, day before Election Day. And uh, I neglected to mention this at the top, but just if you're new to SWAT radio or if you haven't listened for a while, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. 
And uh, the radio program is an outgrowth of uh, Doug McCary's uh, leadership in SWAT Bible studies here in the Jacksonville area that he does on a weekly basis. And on the radio each day, basically, Doug is is teaching and going through what he's teaching in the Bible studies. And if you ever, uh, if you have a need in your life for a, a study to go to or God's calling you to that, um, please check out SWATradio.com where you can see the various uh, SWAT Bible studies around Jacksonville in terms of where they meet, what time, um, even, I think, directions to, to each place if you need it. So would encourage you to do that. We are talking about uh, Acts chapter uh, 18, verses 12 to 21, and and Bob mentioned that, that God uh, deepens our walk by allowing us to go through attacks and trials, also by showing us that he's in control and also by directing us as to where and when to serve him. And we've been focusing, uh, just before the break, we started to focus on point one, God deepens our walk by allowing us to go through attacks and trials. And and right here, after God has promised Paul that he won't be attacked or harmed, <laughs> he gets hauled in front of this tribunal. Um, and I wanted to mention, uh, you know, that that these struggles and these attacks um, force us, right, to depend on him, as, mm-hmm. as Doug said, you know, when are we most dependent on God? When we think everything is great <laughs> or when we need help? And, uh, you know, God trains us, trains us through this. And I just wanted to read First Peter 6 and 7, First uh, Peter 1, 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So basically Paul is saying that these trials result in the testing and, and result in the genuineness of our faith and that, that there's nothing more precious than that, essentially. And I think if, we, if some of you were listening Friday, we shared a little bit about you know, with school and everything, we get the we get the preparation and all that stuff, and then we get the test. Well, in God's world, we get the test and then we get the lesson. That's right. And it's like he he uses that to prepare us, as we're going to see as he did with Paul. There are a lot of things that prepared him for this moment yeah. that he just experienced. Yeah, and I know you wanted to mention that one of the things we we were talking about could Paul have written all the things he wrote in the New Testament if he didn't have this incredibly deep walk with God and would he have had the deep walk if he hadn't gone through all the trials? Yes, and I know you were going being, to talk about one of them. Oh yeah. yeah sorry. Um, I kind of hit you. No, with that no. That, we had talked about sharing a story that struck me about attacks and trials that this wasn't the first time Paul went through stuff and now he's on his own. He doesn't have his great teacher Christ with him, but there's a story that I like to share with people. It comes from Luke uh, chapter eight, verse 22 uh, about, One day, Jesus said to his disciples, so I'm assuming Paul was there, right? Let's go over to the other side of the lake. Well, Paul, just to be clear, Paul wouldn't have been there at that point. Oh. Because this was when Paul was still Saul. Oh, darn. That's all right, but that's all right. But it's a great story. absolutely. (laughs) Okay, my bad on that one. That's okay. But he he told them to get in the boat and go out, and they, they went in the boat. And while they're out in the boat, they're going to the other side. A storm comes along, and the disciples woke up and go, Master, Master, we're going to drown. We're going to die. <laughs> and it's kind of like, Jesus, I didn't tell you to get in the boat, to go to the other side, to just kill you, everybody. Yeah. You know, that wasn't my mission. Right. To, yes, we're going to go. We're going to have trials. So I'm sure he knew about this anyway, that you're right. He wasn't there. But but, no, that's a, but, but Paul, we know Paul was shipwrecked. 
later on. You know, that's so he right. went through something very similar. I didn't put you through this to kill y'all, okay? Right. This is not a, we are going through this together. Right. And he hits them, where's your faith? And they were in amazement. They were learning who Christ was. Mm-hmm. They were learning that, wow, this command, this man commands even the winds and the water. And they obey him. So I will assume this. He knew about these times and God, Christ's power um, going into the situation. He knew that when he got that word from the Lord that I'm not going to let you be attacked. I'm not going to let you be home. He already had experience that I'm going in and I'm going hard, but I already know that my Jesus is with me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just as a quick aside, I, I, a plug for Doug's uh, Israel trips, right? We I got to go in 2020, okay. And you're on the Sea of Galilee there, wow. And you're and you're basically right there where all that would have happened. And it's not that big, you know. It's a lake. It's a big lake, is what it is. And to to be on there and to and to learn about how because of the geography and the terrain around the lake, these storms come up unbelievably suddenly. We heard thunder one night. I'm not kidding you. We thought it was like a rocket attack. Wow, it was really? just the weirdest. You know what what Florida thunder sounds like, and what we're yeah. used to. This sounded different. It just echoed differently. But anyway, we got a little bit of a glimpse of how quickly these storms can come up, and I'm sure the disciples. This were, is real life. Yeah, we're terrified, our storms but, come up like that, yeah, right? But what did they think later on? I'm sure they remembered. You know, we know that Jesus said the Spirit will bring to your memory mm-hmm. all these things that I've taught you. Right. Exactly. So. So anyway, it's a great, great point that you're making that God wants us to depend on him. It deepens our relationship with him. And we have an adversary that is after us. He goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour, Peter says. And and he does attack. And, you know, he does attack. Jesus says to Peter in Luke um, chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Mm-hmm. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So this idea that, you know, that, that kind of reminds me of Job, right? Where, oh, yeah. where Satan somehow, and this is, this is another radio program to go through all this, right? But mm-hmm. Satan appears before God in the heavenly realm and 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 makes his demands known apparently to God. They did it with Job and looks like he's doing it here with Peter. But Jesus intervenes for us as we go through these struggles if we are his. The right? great intervener. Absolutely. We need that intervention, don't yep. we? Yep. That he's praying for us on a regular basis and he's interceding for us. But so often, like we said before, we don't we don't go to him. We don't look to him. For that, in that dependent relationship, whether it's pride or, for me, that's a big part of it, right? I can handle it. I can do it, right? I had to learn through trials where to turn. It's our tendency not to turn to God. I think that's our fleshly responses. We have to learn it. We have to make it habitual that when it comes, we step up our prayer life. We step it all up. We we know the attack is coming, so we start adding up our defenses and so forth. And the defenses are turn to God, turn to God, make that. Yep. You don't even think about it. Yep. You immediately turn to God and start, look, we talked earlier in the room, what are you looking for? 
I'm looking for my intervener. I'm looking for my 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 safety net, the guy that was going to protect me. I turned to God. I turned yeah. to God. And I think that's not something we're just born knowing. No, it's we, unnatural to us. Right? And, and, you know, God will use these trials. You know, you know Paul, all the disciples, their first trial wasn't this massive. They worked into it. Right. They had to do it along with Christ. And then they were ready to go out without Christ and as he ascended to heaven, to go out and be his message. But they had to prepare. Sure. Doug talks a lot about, you know, training camp. You just don't go out in the battle right. without getting trained. Right. God knows that. Right. Last I checked, yep. he probably knows that. Yep. Yep. And That's, so he's going to prepare us. But how many of us, to use that illustration a little differently, but how many of us think we can just go run a marathon, right? Yeah. Especially when I was younger. Not now, but but and instead of the idea of training and preparing, right, we think we can just go do it, and we can't. We can't. Nope. That's why sanctification. We is need a, breaks. We need times to recharge. Life, lifelong process. That's we right. run a mile first before we run the second mile. And that's right. Two miles before we run the four mile. Right. Another passage that's related to this that's really good is I won't read the whole thing because it's too long, but Second Corinthians one, hmm. one through eleven, that talks about um, receiving comfort from the God of all comfort, essentially, so that when we go through trials and we receive God's comfort we can then give that comfort to others who are going through similar things, right? Yes. And, and that's, you know, I would encourage you, maybe maybe tomorrow or Wednesday we can read through that passage, but this idea that that we go through this not just so that our faith is deepened, which it is, and our walk with God is deepened, but so that, you know, there's always the, 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 the vertical, right, our relationship to God and the horizontal, our relationship to one another, and um, and so we go through these things so that we can comfort other who are others who are going through uh, similar things. So there's like we said, a good, I think a good way to sum that up is there's no way Paul uh, in the writings uh, that that he that came out of him would have come out of a superficial walk with God. And I, I think this when you build into this um, being a comforter, uh, be, God is comforts us through our trials. As we go through our trials and we learn about God's comfort, you know what that builds into, David? Our ministry. Mm-hmm. I noticed throughout my life that when I've been through something and I've come through it and I've learned about God through it, that becomes my ministry. And I start ministering to other people who have going through what I've already been through. Right. And through that, I'm now, that's one of my messages is that I'm, I'm carrying forth God being the God of comfort. Yep. And so I've learned that learning God's comfort through me actually builds uh, into my ministry to others. Yeah, And it'd be surprised that your trial turns into your ministry. Well, also I was saying this on Thursday at the SWAT study last Thursday in Mandarin. I think about when I was younger, how many times in my own head I was, and I still can be this way, but especially when I was younger, how I would be judgmental toward others. Hmm. You know, whether it was a young athlete who followed up, you know, his life, you know, having having everything going for him and followed up his life with substance abuse or whatever it was. But as I've gone through life, it's kind of like the older ones walked away first when Jesus said, let you who's without sin cast the first hmm, stone. That's it, good one. It, you know, it occurred to me, I'm just like that. And what would I have been like at that age if I had had all that money and all that fame? And Anyway, we are going to take our last break of the day. Glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. Dave 
David Gray and Bob Grauman. Happy to be with you here, and we will be right back to finish up uh, today's broadcast after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Bob Grauman in for Doug McCary this week and uh, Brad Sykes, who continues to be away with his family. And we did mention, if you missed it earlier, that Brad's grandson. Uh, seems to be doing well, and thank God for that. And we ask uh, for all of you to just continue to pray for Brad, his family, and particularly his grandson. Just amazing uh, the surgery they were able to perform on someone so small. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, I guess, when they do that kind of surgery on anyone, but when they can bring a little baby through that, um, it's pretty incredible. So we have been talking about uh, Acts chapter 18, verses 12 through 21. And we're just going through kind of our first uh, point here that God um, uh, deepens our walk with him by um, allowing us to go through attacks and trials. And we were looking specifically at verses 12 and 13 here in chapter 18. And I wanted to just touch on this, uh, these verses about this guy, what, what this was all about, this guy Gallio, um, and who they, the, whom the Jews brought Paul before, uh, who he was, and the fact that they were trying to convince Gallio that Paul was breaking Roman law, right? Essentially, right. that he was um, he was persuading people to worship God. It says contrary to the law. So their plan is to try to convince Gallio, who has a lot of influence and is high up. Uh, in Roman How high government. was he? David? Yeah, I don't know exactly. How but, high was but he? But I'll have to I'll have to look at pro council. Um, but it was a big deal. It was like bringing him bringing Paul before maybe a smaller version of the Supreme Court, right? That's kind of what this was like. And Gallio had a brother named Seneca, who people may be familiar with that name, but Seneca was a big deal in Roman culture, and and Seneca was. Um, like I said, Gallio's brother, and he was a 
mentor and a counselor to Nero and who became emperor. We know all about Nero. Um, but the Jews think they're being smart. <laughs> they're being tricky, right? Of accusing Paul of creating a religion not recognized by Rome. That's right. essentially what they were doing. And they're trying to convince Gallio that Paul was trying to be in, was Paul was involved in this plot to try to overthrow Rome. Now, the Judaism was recognized by Rome, um, but they're trying to say that the preaching of Jesus isn't <laughs> isn't recognized by Rome. And again, Doug pointed this out, and I think this is important to remember that these attacks, as we said earlier, Satan is behind these absolutely, and that and that he is trying to thwart. He knows he can't get at Jesus. So what's the next best thing? He's going to try neutralize to neutralize yeah, it, get at make the ones it discredited, that, yeah. all those things that happen yeah. to us today, right? Exactly. Get at the ones that Jesus loves, right? And so he's going after Paul here and thinking that he's being so clever and, and, and is going to trip Paul up and get him convicted of this charge. And uh, he wants us out of the way when we're trying to follow Jesus. And and remember, he's under God's authority, but the Bible's clear. He is the ruler. He's the prince of the power of the air, right? He's the ruler uh, under God's authority of this world. And so the Jews here are really carrying out Satan's plan. Um, somebody in the study last week at Mandarin mentioned, uh, used the analogy that Satan's like the Terminator, right? He just never stops. Just never stops. <laughs> never stops. And, um, and this idea that, you know, we need to remember that. And I think of Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor of God, which I am so guilty of not being diligent to do every day. But um, but there's a reason we need to have the armor of God on Satan is after those that Jesus loves and who love Jesus, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. So they're carrying out Satan's plan. And, and I'm going to let, you know, you and Taylor are going to talk some more about this we'll tomorrow. Build. Yep. But... Um, but God is the great table turner. <laughs> oh, there you go. And, uh, you know, our, our second point, just to tease that a little bit, is, you know, God provides encouragement to us and, and deepens our walk by showing he's in control. And, you know, think about all the times, I'm putting you on the spot, but can you think about a couple times in Scripture where things appeared to be one way and God turned the tables? Well, I think the one, the one we all kind of, I really enjoy is the one about Joseph. Absolutely. I mean, yep. the big flip. I mean, totally. Uh, the big flip. The big flip. I, I mean, it, it's such an encouragement of not only the man, the character of Joseph, but the way God revealed, I got this. I totally. And we don't expect it. I love the way God flips things because it's when we least expect it. It's in a manner where at least we we do it, we couldn't even see it coming, right? Yeah. And we and how God does it, it's like wow. And I, I think we can tie that into a lot of the things we see. A lot of times, even we pray that you know through this trial. I used to when I some of my first trials, like the greater the trial, bring it, Lord, I because I know the miracle is going to be even greater. You know, mm-hmm. the greater the trial, the greater the miracle, and may you be revealed. May that miracle be so awesome. It's clear to the world. It's clear to those watching that you were in control. You did this. It wasn't coincidence. It it wasn't all that stuff. So I think that's what I enjoy so much about Joseph and that story is how he totally flips it, 
But out of it comes his mercy, his grace, his love for his people, no matter how messed up we are. There's even more powerful in the Joseph story. That's in Genesis 5. Uh, 20 is... Uh, 50-20. Excuse me. Nope, Genesis 50-20 is, I think, the punchline about you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Yeah. Come on. Bring it all. Bring that one. <laughs> we got to have that one memorized, nah, right? That's a, that's, that's a great verse. It's like, verse. hello, Satan. Yeah. You meant it for evil, yeah. but the almighty creator of the universe meant it for good. That's right. And, and you know, again, just getting into this a little bit more, when 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 the Jews bring Paul before this tribunal and they say he's preaching contrary to Roman law. It says Paul's about to open his mouth to defend himself like he always is. Oh, I right? love that one. But, but before he can even open his mouth, this guy Gallio just basically dismisses the whole thing and says, get out of here. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> right. And, and so what he does, and this is where the, 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 the tables are turned essentially by saying, He's not breaking the law. Gallio is approving Christianity yeah. to be preached. Yeah. He's approving Jesus to be preached. So so Satan and and through his agents, the Jews, they think they're so smart, they're going to get Paul on this. We go Paul. And what happens? He, not. he turns the tables and, and flips the switch on him. And I know you guys, I want to leave that because I know you guys will get into that a little bit We're going to do a little more flip on the table tomorrow with Taylor. <laughs> but I wanted to mention one illustration that I mentioned, I thought, Maybe this would be good to close with that I mentioned on Thursday um, at the Mandarin study. You know, when we think about a table flip or God turning the tables or flipping the switch, the ultimate, of course, tables are turned at the cross and, and with Jesus' resurrection. Oh, right? beautiful. And, and Absolutely. you know, Satan, going all the way back to Genesis, right? When Adam and Eve fall, God says to the, to the serpent, you'll, you'll bruise his heel, meaning the Messiah, but he'll crush your head. And... You know, this is another program. I always joke when something's really complicated. I always say, this is for another class or another program. But you well, know. tomorrow I'm going to share a little flipping story because it's great to know what Jesus does. We know that Paul, the disciples, they saw Jesus and these flipping stories all the time. Guys, everybody listen out there. It still is happening today. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big encouragement for us and this study and this program is that it's still happening today. I got a job. I had a bad, bad boss situation at work, and I was blown away by a story I'll, I'll share tomorrow with Taylor. But the encouragement takeaway today, God is still flipping the tables yeah. in our lives, in our moments. He's still transforming lives. He's still bringing himself yeah. to glory, and it's pretty cool. And just, just to finish that illustration off, what I was going to get at is, I don't know, you know, if some of you, I'm sure, listening have seen or have read the C.S. Lewis books, The Chronicles of Narnia, or have seen the movie The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But they are allegories of the Christian life. And in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the, the white witch character is, of course, representative of Satan and of evil. And the Aslan character, which is a lion, appropriately mm-hmm. enough, yep. is, is representative of, of Jesus. And in the story... Um, Aslan agrees to give his life for one of the children named Edmund. One of the they were their brothers and sisters, Edmund, Peter, Lucy, and Susan. And he agrees to give his life, and the white witch thinks she's won. And that he allows himself to be bound to this stone table. And if you've never seen it, 
go look for it on YouTube or whatever it is. Just the scene where the White Witch slays Aslan and the the way they portray that story of the forces of evil rejoicing in such a chilling and evil way. There's really Mm -hmm. no other way to say it. That it's it gives you a new perspective on what it must have been like at the time of Jesus' crucifixion when Satan thought he'd won. Wow. And then, of course, Aslan, the girls are the ones who are hanging around, and the next morning, Aslan appears to them, just like Jesus appears to the women at the tomb, and the stone table is cracked in two, and very just such a powerful allegory to the resurrection story. So if you haven't seen that, check it out, but that is the ultimate in table flipping by God. Oh, my gosh. So. Yeah, so uh, we're building out the scriptures 18 through 21 in the, in the book of Acts, how God will deepen our walk through allowing us to go through trials, showing us he's in control, and directing us where and when to serve him. Yeah. And God is alive. He is still, the trials are still out there. He's still flipping trables. Our <laughs> trials turn into ministries. Yep. And he is totally in control, and he will use us to serve him when and where he wants us. Absolutely. And when we submit to his control, that's a, it's an amazing thing what he does in our lives. And that idea that he planned way beforehand and put us exactly in the time in history and in the place that he wanted us to be. And, you know, when Paul was preaching to the Athenians, you know, at the Areopagus, that's what he said. He said... God determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place for all men. So you and I are here. And that's true for us. It's right not now. an accident. This no. is a divine appointment, brother. <laughs> well, Bob, thanks for being here. You'll be here tomorrow with Taylor. I'll be, I'll here be back with on Wednesday with Taylor. Thanks for listening on Smart Hope Radio. Join us. Have a great rest of the day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual